Hello, everybody. You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Light Band. Each week, we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Light Band offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Casey Krieger, he is Alex Allard, and welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P Podcast, a podcast that is recording its 120th episode and the first ever without Colby Wilson. Alex, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Casey? I'm good. So, we'll get right into it. If you didn't listen last week or you haven't been on Twitter, Colby's gone. He works for a bank or a credit union or something like that now. Apparently, they're different. Um, he can tell you about that on his bank podcast. Um, until, Col- until we have a new full-time co-host, we're going to have a guest co-host every week, kind of like in Jeopardy, when Alex Trebek passed away, Aaron Rodgers, all those other famous people hosted Jeopardy. So, Alex is guest host number one. Alex, how do you feel about being on the PCAST? You know, I, I honestly love it. I mean, I've been listening to the PCAST for about a year and a half, um, well before I started getting involved in the whole world of athletics. So whenever you asked, I was like, heck yeah, let's go. For those of you that don't know, Alex is our athletic communications assistant. He's still a student, but he's doing all the intern work um, because he just he's just like that. Uh, you can't sure stop him. So we're going to get right into it. We have a big episode because we, did, we took a week off last week in honor of Colby. Mm-hmm. So we've got to cover two weeks of Austin P. Athletics. So call in the guy that knows just as much about it as anybody else right now. We're going to start with football versus Moorhead State two weeks ago. Your first game in the press box. Whew. Picked a good one. That, it a lot it was of, definitely lot, a good one. A lot of offense. 579 total yards for the Govs. That's the most under Scotty Walden and the seventh highest number all time. You statted all that. What was that like your first time? I tell you what, from, from being a fan before that or just, you know, just watching Austin P football, you know, I always loved the up-tempo offense, you know, running eight plays in 10 seconds. But um, sitting in front of that stats computer, that was a whole different Not as piece. much fun, is it? Not quite, not quite. So two touchdowns for Eugene Menner in that one. Um, does a new receiver catch two touchdowns every week? I think that's how it goes. The girls are just loaded at receiver. Dre McCray, Benico Harley, Eugene Menner. I mean, they all just get it done every week. Yeah. And, and you look at that Moorhead State game. Um, you had five different receivers with at least 50 yards. I mean, that, like, like you said, that just goes to show how loaded this wide receiver room is. You forget about DeCamber. He had, a, what, 50-yarder almost oh, yeah. or 40-yarder and a couple other catches. He is just massive. He's so good. I cannot wait for him to have just a huge day. Draylon had maybe the quietest 345 yards for a career high ever. I completely agree. And, it, I mean, it wasn't it – I didn't realize either. it until after the game. I didn't either, honestly. And I mean, like I said, I was the one statting it. But you look at it at the end, and it's a career high, and I was just like, no way. Really? It was a good way to open up the season um, at Fortera Stadium, and especially when all the freshmen got in late. You got to see Neil and Gene throw just a dime to Trey Goodman oh, on the sideline. I was standing on the sideline. Boy, it was a good throw. Oh, that was awesome. First pass, too. First pass, first catch for both of them. Um, hopefully we can see that connection a lot more here at Fortera Stadium in the coming years. Then we went to EKU the next week. Um, we lost 35-27. to 27. It is nowhere near time to panic. We've fallen out of the polls. It's fine. It's fine. It's what it is. It's, it's whatever. Um, let's talk about what we liked first. Okay. What I liked the most in that game is Jack McDonald had 10 tackles. He had three in the first game, two in the one before that, three before that. Damn, 10. Jack's back. Jack, is Jack back. had 10 tackles, two tackles for loss. He was all over the field. He was chasing Parker McKinney from sideline to sideline. That I like to see. Um, Maybe what we didn't like as much in that? I mean, is there anything you liked? Did you watch it? Or you were doing volleyball? Yeah, I mean, I was doing volleyball, but I made it a point to go and watch it afterwards. Okay. <clears throat> and one thing that I really liked was overall, you look at yards, EKU, 268 total yards of offense. Not not too bad. Pretty good by the Austin P defense. Um, another thing, EKU, 3 of 12 on third down. Once again, goes to show how good that uh, – I think P the defense played well. They just got put in some too. really tough spots. Right. There was the 21 unanswered stretch. We'll talk about things we didn't like here for Eastern Kentucky from the end of the third quarter or the middle of the third quarter to about the end of the four, or the beginning of the fourth quarter. And the defense, I think, had multiple drives. They had to start, start inside Eastern Kentucky's 40. Like That's never fun. It's a tough spot. And also things we don't like about Eastern Kentucky is the press box. Um, Tell me about that press box. I, I keep if, on hearing stories about so it. So if you've never been – if you've been to Murray Stadium or you've been to Western Kentucky Stadium or you've been to Eastern Kentucky Stadium, they're all the same. The difference is Eastern Kentucky does not have an elevator to the top of this press box. So it's switchback ramps the whole way up, and you get to the top, and the final quarter of the way up is stairs. 
So it's fine. The first time you go up, you're carrying your backpack. So like, that's not fun because that's heavy and it's quite a walk. Then you've got to, then at the, I ran down, I had to get to the field for the end of the game. I left with four minutes on the clock and, and full sprint made it down there with a minute left on the clock. Golly. Because I asked their SID before, I was like, how long does it take you to go? So I got about five minutes and I was like, here we go. And I, I ran my way down there and I got there on time and I could not breathe until I found an oxygen tank. Definitely got to have some of those handy. It, it, was, it was rough. Um, another good thing that happened at Eastern Kentucky, Ahmad Tanner had quite a day. He became the ninth governor to run for 2,000 yards in a career, and he became the sixth governor to run for 20 touchdowns in a career. Both those numbers are very impressive when you consider all of the snaps he has had to share and all the other good running backs he's played with. Uh, he hasn't been the full-time starter for like an entire season until this year. Right, exactly. He, start, he was the number one running back two games last year, but besides that, he's always been number two, number two. He, I think he was the starting running back his sophomore season too, but that was, of all his seasons, the worst one he's had here. Not that it was a bad season, but right. like by his standards, it was down compared to the other three. So it's just so impressive to see a guy like that. And he talked about it. He's learned from all those other running backs he's played. He wasn't somebody that when they were in the game, he was just going to sit over on the sideline and be mad. He was learning from Kintel and Prince, and it's really showed off because he's he's he runs hard like Prince used to, but he's just he's put on a lot of speed and he's more agile, kind of like Kintel now. So it's nice to see him evolving through the years. Yeah, I mean, I've I really like to see him, especially this year. I mean, coming out and just being a workhorse overall. I mean, you say, I mean, the other running backs that he's been behind throughout his career, whether it's Prince, who is, who I've always used to compare to Marshawn Lynch. I mean, he's got that ground and pound, and he'll run you over. But at the same time, you got a guy like Kentel, who was, you know, shifty, speedy. And you look at Ahmad this year, he's definitely a perfect combination of those two and a whole bunch of other running backs we've had here. Speaking of running, cross-country ran. Two weeks ago at the Commodore, I, think, I believe it was the Commodore Classic, yeah. at Percy Warner Park in Nashville, uh, Man, the field at this event is stacked with SEC Ooh, yeah, teams. Middle Tennessee, for if you guys don't know about distance running, Middle Tennessee is good. They are one of the top distance running programs in the country. Kentucky, Missouri, Belmont, Vanderbilt, Central Arkansas, Tennessee Tech, Western Kentucky, Moorhead, and Tennessee State. Were the team finishes the best for the Govs? No, they weren't. The men were 10th out of 11th. The women were 4th out of 7, I believe. Yep. But what you like to see in these early season cross-country events is the PRs. It was four on the women's team, led by Sarah Martin, then Michaela Filkins, Lauren Lewis-Haynes, and Sydney Harriton, all PR'd in the women's race. On the men's side, Connor Duncan, Ryan Martin, Robert Fitzgerald, Anthony Rivera, and Robert Mullen all put out PRs. So while the team finish is not where you want it to be, the PRs are there. So right. people are obviously improving, mm -hmm. and that's really all you can ask for early in cross-country season. Because what cross-country comes down to, run, you have to run your time, get to regionals, and qualify from there. Yes, you would like to win team events. Trophies are nice to have. But if you're seeing the improvement, I think you're okay with that. Exactly. And, and you look at somebody like Sarah Martin, it seems like almost every single race that she's running, she's hitting a new PR. I mean, and you look at her finish um, at Vandy, you know, 59th overall, but a 19-19 time, I'm sure she'll take that. And once again, I mean, with a lot of these people, you know, season's still early. We're still getting into the swing of things overall. But um, – I think it's going to be a great team. As long as you get that steady improvement, I exactly. think you're pretty happy. Another interesting story from that day, Molly Howard was the second Gov to finish. She ran a 1953 at the event. And then hours later, she served as the student trustee at the APSU Board of Trustees meeting that ratified Austin Peay's move to the ASUN Conference. If you watched the Board of Trustees meeting, Molly was sitting there, and she, was, she spoke, she asked questions, she did all everything she was supposed to. I think that's a cool way to uh, show off the total gov concept and student athletes is that your student trustee is a student athlete. Oh, it is definitely. And I mean, that's, that's Molly Howard. I mean, she definitely does a little bit of everything from like, I know Molly, I've talked to her really throughout both of our careers here at Austin P, you know, great person, amazing student, student athlete. And, you know, also being um, the student trustee at the APSC board of trustees meeting that definitely the total gov concept. All right, let's go to the soccer field last week. We gotta go back two weeks. Remember that soccer beat Alabama A&M on the road. It was the third straight road win for the team. That's the most wins, straight wins on the road for the team since 2005. It was also their fifth straight game unbeaten with three wins and two ties. They're on a little bit of a hot stretch there, and then they came home. They hosted North Dakota in their final non-conference game. It was a tough draw. The Govs scored early, and then. It, on very untimely own goal that I'm yeah. still not sure if it was an own goal. It know. hit the top of the, it hit the post, came straight down. You can you can't convince me it was a goal. I need to see better video. 
nevertheless ruled a goal. And what you like most about, I think, that game is another freshman scoring a goal. Alec Baumgart scored against North Alabama. Olivia Proc scored against Alabama A&M. And now Haley Patterson scored against North Dakota. That's three freshmen in three games. There's 12 of them on that team. Two of them are all over the field on defense. Oh, yeah. And you got these three scoring goals. That future's bright. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at this this just huge group of freshmen we've got on the soccer field. And to see all of them doing a little bit of everything from offense to defense and a little bit of everything in between, they they do it all. They definitely They're do. They're all, yeah. All around. Now to the other end of the spectrum, the seniors. We had a senior day on the OVC opener against UT Martin on Sunday at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. Rachel Bradbury, Kaylee Kraft, Delaney McKeon, Peyton Powell, four seniors, took a tough one nothing loss to UT Martin to open OVC play. That Martin team is good. They were picked to finish third in the league, I believe. I don't think they got any first-place votes. They are solid. They are really good in goal. They are very strong on defense. I think they probably are better than third place in the league. Um, it could be argued. It could be, yeah. Erica Myers, really good in goal. But back to our seniors on senior day. Uh, Rachel's just been great on offense the past couple of years. Peyton is just solid in goal. And then Delaney and Kaylee just do what they can to always help the Govs. Um, usually both coming off the bench, playing their minutes, and making the most of them. Now, like I said, we're going back two weeks. Women's tennis kicked off their season on the same weekend we kicked off football season. Um, you can play football in the rain. You can't play tennis in the rain. No, tennis doesn't quite work out very well in the rain. I mean, football, we all know how good the football team has been in the rain, but can't do that with tennis. And the rain definitely, you know, dampened the party. Um, it was a good start, though, before the rain hit. Oh, or after the rain hit, in between the rain. Yeah, because the situation was, you know, supposed to be Friday, Saturday. Rain came in on Friday. We didn't play on Friday. Uh, Saturday, we, you know, we, we knew the rain was coming. We were hoping to get a little bit of it done beforehand. But, you know, we got one round of singles done. But in that one round, I really thought I saw a lot of really good from this women's tennis team. Uh, As we've come to expect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're not expecting the women's tennis team to just sweep through everything, I think you're not holding them to the expectations they deserve. So what'd they do? Let's hear it. So the biggest thing that I saw in that one round of singles was freshman Denise Torrielba. She was facing up against Belmont Summer Henry, who was a first-team All-OVC selection last spring, and Denise handled her in straight sets. That's, that's pretty good. It is very good. Now it's just the fall. Yeah. It, it, it's, but kind of like cross-country, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not going to win any championships right now, but you like to see that success early. Right, exactly, and, and especially from a freshman who is surrounded by a lot of talent. I mean, you look at the talent on this team, whether it's Danielle Morris, Yana, Alex, Martina, uh, Hanukkah, or other freshmen, uh, Yuha. This team is just loaded top to bottom. And, and they really you, only lost Anna and Fabian Schmidt. Right, and, exactly. I mean, yes, they're hard to replace, but if anybody's going to do it, it's Ross Brown and that tennis team. Oh, it sure is. Yeah, they, it, it's, not, it's, not a or it's not a rebuilding year. It's, it's a, a reload. reload. It's a reload. It sure All right, is. well. I'm sure that they will get back, or I'm sure they'll 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 get the fall going here soon and get some real real matches in instead of you know one. Exactly. All right, the men, the men's tennis team got their season going at the ITA Ohio Valley Regional at Tennessee and Knoxville. Uh, slow start a little bit, yeah. but you know you had some good wins in the consolation draw after a couple losses early. Right. Exactly. I mean, you look at that first day at the Ohio Valley Regionals in Knoxville. You know, we had. I believe five student athletes participating and you know the way that it goes you're going into regionals you're going up against a lot of the region's best players and you know the guys fell in the first round everybody dropped to the consolation but you look at that consolation we had oliver anderson and freddie advance on the second day and and yeah i mean i thought i thought they looked really good you know talking to coach brown and talking to a couple of the guys said um you know after day one they kind of just got things going again. Even after losing, I mean, even with a loss on day one, too, that's a learning experience. You're playing against SEC talent. You're playing against some of the best players in the country, in the region. So, yeah, you might not beat them, but you're getting to play against them and you're making yourself better. So it's a big it's a big thing for the fall to do that, I feel like. You should challenge yourself more in the fall. In the spring, you're going to get it going. You're going to try and win matches in the spring. But right now you're learning, and that's a good event to go learn at. Exactly, and it really is. And also, you know, the guys are going to be back in action. Um coming up here at Austin P in two weeks, too. We'll hear more about that later. Um, on the golf course, the men and women were both in action this weekend. The women hosted the 22nd FNM Bank APSU Intercollegiate at a new venue. We went to the Legacy Golf Course in Springfield. Uh, if you guys have ever been out there, it's, 
just a great course. It's long. It's tough. But, I mean, it's a good course to host a tournament. really challenge you. Um, on day one, the Govs had freshman Erica Scott tied for first place, and the team was tied for third. It was uh, freshman Katie Fosh- or excuse me, freshman Kaylee Campbell was tied for fifth, and sophomore Katie Foshog was tied for 19th. Looked real good going into day two. A little bit slower of a start on day two. The team ended up finishing in fourth place. Scott finished in sixth. Campbell and Foshog were 12th and 15th, respectively. But the, it's a good start for the young freshmen and sophomores to have them all post top 20s. And then you had a, I believe she's redshirt junior, Shelby Darnell, move up six spots on the final day to get to the top 20. She finished 19th, and then Riley Cooper rounds out your roster at 28th. You got the whole squad in the top 30. And it's early in the season for them. It's their second tournament. Right. And kind of like cross country whole squad's putting up top 30 finishes. You've got a freshman in the top 10. You've got another freshman at 12th. You've got a sophomore at 15th. They're young. They're playing well. And I don't know if there's much more you can ask for early in the season. Nope. you got to love to see that in there, like you said, the second meet of the season. And the men, they got things going. Or excuse me, they didn't get things going. They went to the – it was the – oh, what was that thing called? The Derek Dolnick Invitational. It's SIUE's event. It's at Gateway National Golf Course in Madison, Illinois. I believe the golf course – has like the St. Louis arch in the background of some of the holes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I've, I saw pictures, not of any of our guys, but some old tournaments there, and I can imagine that makes for some cool photos. Uh, Chase Cordy, his first event of the year, he did what he did. He went even par, 271s on the first day. Uh, what else do you expect from that guy? He's as solid as they come. One over and one under for Adam Van Raden on the first day. Him and Chase Cordy were T7 at the end of the day. And then Mike and Nicely bounced back after a slow start with a second-round 70. The Govs were in solo third place at the end of the first day. Um, quite a bounce back. They had, like I said, they kind of had a rough first event too, so that was a good start for them to get back their confidence in that one early. On the second day, Adam Van Raden went one under 70. He finished top five, tied for fifth exactly. First career top five for him. The Govs were fourth place of the team behind UT Martin, Weber State, and New Orleans. Cordy finished tied for 16th and nicely finished tied for 21. Uh, the Govs played well in this event, and it's a tough event. It's a tough field with UT Martin. They're always one of the best teams in the OVC, and you had teams from all over the country in this one. And it was just good to see the Govs pick up a fourth place. Uh, they were dominant on par fives. I don't know if you saw that par five scoring stat. Yeah, I honestly didn't. The Govs were minus 14 on par fives. Ooh. The next three closest teams that were tied for second on par five scoring were all at minus three. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, not, I, not too shabby. That's a huge margin. It really is. Aiden Baker, who we didn't talk about yet, he was the fourth scorer on the team. He was minus four on par fives. Van Raden and Cordy were minus three, and Nicely was minus two. I just, that's, that's a huge number. It is. It is. got to love to see that. Especially, I mean, you mentioned it, but, you know, jump – Bouncing back from that week one to coming in here. Yeah, fourth place finish. You'll take a fourth place finish all day. Any day, every day. All right, volleyball. Um, volleyball played. Well, we'll start two weeks out with volleyball. They had a tough weekend at Western Kentucky. They played some really good teams with Western Kentucky, St. John's, and I believe Ohio. Yep. Yeah, Western Kentucky is one of the best teams in the country. Me and Colby talked about it. That's a good team. They're nationally ranked for a reason. Govs didn't win up there at Western that weekend, but they bounced back about as well as anybody can. They went 2-0 and and defeated the defending OVC champs, Moorhead State, and back-to-back games on Friday and Saturday while I was in Richmond, Kentucky. Alex, let's hear all about that. Oh, man, I tell you what, Moorhead State came into town, and um, they didn't quite leave Clarksville with their head as high as they might They have. came in with that trophy on their shoulders. That they did. They, they left with it not. Yeah, they, they came in uh, with a target on their back, and the Govs executed. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, you look at that on, at Friday's match. It was a five-setter. It was it intense. Was, it was a five-setter. I mean, you look at it to begin with. You know, the Govs really got the momentum right out the gate with picking up the first two sets. And then, you know. Stalled out a little. Stalled out a little bit. Maybe the passing wasn't as well executed as you would want in sets three and four. Moorhead's still a good team. Moorhead is still a very Olivia good Lohmeyer team. is a great player. Oh, yeah. Ranked top 20 in kills in the nation coming into the weekend. And, I mean, once again, I mean, she also did that in both matches, too. But, um they bounced back and won the fifth set, though. So They sure did. And, and then was, tell us about Saturday. What happened there? Saturday, it was the Govs, you know, coming off that Friday, you know, with all the momentum behind them against the OVC champs. It's, you know, Coach Mott and company basically said, you know what, this is our, this is our conference now. You know, we run the OVC, so pick up the first two sets, drop the third set again, but come out, take care of business in four, and sweep, 
the Moorhead State Eagles. Are the Govs and Team Op the favorites in the OVC again? Yes. All right. You heard it here first from Alex Allard. You sure did. Uh, freezing cold takes. Be ready for that one. <laughs> Let's talk about the OVC Offensive Player of the Week because I have a problem with it. I understand that Olivia Lohmeyer gets a lot of kills for Moorhead State, but she was 0-2. She was. And she was the co-offensive player of the week with Simo's Laney, Laney Mallory. Mallory had a good weekend. She had 19-20 and 20 in the first match and 16-12 and 12 in the second. So I'm not, I'm not upset about Brooke Moore, the Austin P nominee, losing to her. But when Brooke Moore was 2-0 and against Olivia Lohmeyer, that's got to count for something in my book, and I just wanted to get that out there. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I mean – I think Lohmeyer can have all the stats that she wants, but, you know, Govs went 2-0, and Moorhead State went 0-2, and, and I'll take the W over stats any day. All right, and we that is a perfect segue into volleyball. We will bring on Austin P Volleyball's Tegan Searing right after this. on the PCAST from Taylor Mott's Volleyball and Beach Volleyball teams, a member of the first ever OVC Beach Volleyball Championship team, Tegan Searing. Tegan, thank you for taking some time out of what I'm sure is quite a busy schedule for you this semester. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you're here. It's my first time ever doing the interview because Colby's gone now, so your first time on the PCAST. We'll get through this together. Yeah, we're, we're in this together. All right, <laughs> let's get right into it. You're on the first ever OVC Beach Volleyball team. In the championship match, you and Kelsey Mead beat a team that had not lost all season to clinch the win for the Govs. What was that like? It was so fun. Um, it was – a lot of people don't know this, but I never played beach until coming to Austin P. So having to learn the – a whole new sport, basically, because it's so much different than indoor was definitely a learning experience. And that team we had lost to all season, and it was so frustrating. So finally being able to clinch that win over them was – yeah, it was a good time, and I'm hoping that we do it again this season. So I'm looking forward to beach for sure. All right, well, now back to indoor volleyball, the sport you mainly came here yes. for. <laughs> you didn't get to play last season. We had talked to Sean Whittinghill on the PCAST in the past about what it's like when you miss time with an injury and how I think Sean and you had the same perspective on it. It helps you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's definitely hard. I think any athlete can say that to sit on the bench and like watch your team thrive and just enjoy the sport that you love. Like you want to be out there so bad, but it did help me in a way to just show me that I can't seek my validation through sports and that's not only who I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm more than just a volleyball player. So it was nice to take a step back. And also I think going to weights and going to practice every day, you can definitely get burnt out and you can be like, oh, I'm too tired, I don't want to go to practice, or oh, I'm so sore, I don't want to go to weights. Like, I kind of rekindled my love for the sport through having to sit out, so. So you think that'll help you more this year and in the future? Yeah, for sure. You're just ready to go. I am ready to go, All yes. right. <laughs> so let's go back to your high school days. You played at Yorktown High School. As a senior, your team went 34-0. and Yes. And you were a two-time Indiana State champion. Yes. That's pretty good. That, yeah, that is very good. I mean, I think a lot of people can't say that. So being able to come from a program like that and play with the teammates that I did, especially that year, it was just something really special. Is Indiana a volleyball state, not a basketball state? Oh, for sure. So, uh, for sure, So we need, to get, we need to work on the name there. Yeah, we're I mean, like the volleyball capital, so. I, that's true. And you played with Munciana. Yes. And I, from what I've heard from everybody on our volleyball coaching staff, that is quite a team. That, yes, playing for Montana and Yorktown together was, I just can't get over how, I can't say enough how grateful I am to be able to play for the coaches that I did because they definitely made me the player that I am today. And they're, they're the reason that I'm at Austin P and can play collegiately flat out. So they're also great people. So I just love being able to kind of grow up around them and in that culture. Now, there's a Munciana connection to Austin P. You followed Mimi Arrington and Chloe Stitt. Yes. Is, did that have something to do with getting you to Clarksville? It definitely did. I, being in Muncie, it's a small town, and I wanted out of it, but I also wanted a piece of home. So Mimi Arrington I played with at high, like on my Yorktown team at Munciana, and Chloe Stitt was actually our rival at like for Yorktown. She played at Delta, so it was super nice to have that piece of home but still be far enough away from home to where – 
it was something different. Yeah, you're, you're, at home, you're, yeah. You're, you're away from home, but you also can reconnect with yes. home when you need to. All right, this next question also to do, has to do with Yorktown. It's okay. from your assistant coach, Travis LeBlanc. Okay. He told me to ask you, what is it to do in Yorktown? Not a lot. Um, Travis was very condescending in the way he asked it. <laughs> Probably go to Steak and Shake. That's what <laughs> we did. Go to Walmart. Um, I have a pretty big family, and I, I have a lot of friends back in Yorktown, and I think that's why, because really all you can do is hang out with each other. There's not a lot of activities unless you drive 45 minutes or an hour to Indy. So, well, that yeah. leads perfectly into our next question. You're one of six siblings. I am. What is it like being in a, such a big? I've got one brother, so I can't. I can't relate to that. It is so crazy. It's just a new experience every day. You never know what you're gonna get. Um, of course, when we were all younger, not that you don't like each other, but you also you always just have that sibling rivalry type thing. And I think growing up, I loved seeing like our relationships grow into us just being really good friends. And I think I have a really big support system because of that. Because even outside of my siblings, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, we're all super close. So just being able to have that support system around me and those relationships are really, really something special. So where do you fit in the six siblings? Are you the middle? Are you the oldest? I'm the middle. Okay, you're right in the middle? I'm right in the middle. So it's you and somebody else right there in the middle. Yep. How's that? What's that like? Because <laughs> um, I hear I, being the middle is the worst. You know, I didn't mind it because not a lot of the attention was on me and I could kind of do sounds whatever. That sounds nice. Yeah, I could... I couldn't do whatever I wanted, but I definitely think I got away with it. Flew under the radar my, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> then my older brother and my younger sister. So, yeah, I did not mind it at all. All right, so I hear you like to play Hangman. Do you play a lot of Hangman? Oh, no, I do play Hangman. Do you, do you, is that <laughs> something you guys are doing these days, is playing a lot of Hangman? I love to play Hangman, yeah. I hear you have a favorite phrase in Hangman. <laughs> I'm going to sound so awful, but guys, I promise it's a joke if you're listening to this podcast. I will write out, like, Tegan is so pretty, Tegan is so skinny, Tegan is so rich. So then when people have to guess it, they have to give me the compliment. They have to compliment you. Yeah, and I... It's a good strategy. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever come up with. So if you're ever playing Hangman, please do it. Please try it out. Who was the first victim you got with that? Oh, Aaron Eisenhart, 100%, my best friend. I... We were just in bed one day. I think we were like in quarantine, just laying there watching a movie. So Hangman's a quarantine game. Yeah. Okay. We were just laying there watching a movie or something like that, and I was like, "Let's play Hangman really quick." And then I wrote it down, and she was so like, "So you guys were on like day seven of this quarantine. You were real." Bored. Oh yeah, this is like, I'm going crazy at this point. I had to find a way to entertain myself, <laughs> and I just, I was like, "I'll just get Aaron to compliment me by playing Hangman." All right, so I've also been told that you might be a sleep talker and sleepwalker, and I talk in my sleep too. You can ask either of my parents. Yes. I will have full conversations where I play both people in the conversation in my sleep. So you do the same thing? I do the same thing. I talk loud and clear. I will have conversations. I actually have a story really quick. Um, My freshman year, when we go out on the road, our our roommates were kind of random just for like team bonding and all that type of stuff, and I roomed with Haley Turner. And she was a senior that year. So we weren't super close yet. You know, our first tournament, we haven't had a ton of time to bond. And I'm sleepwalking, and I get up just unknowingly. And I go over to her, and I'm like, hey, can I have your comforter? And she was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead, take it. Guys, I make my bed. Like, I do everything. And I go back over to her, and I was like, can I have that sheet too? And she was like, no, I think I'm going to keep this one. And I just went to bed like nothing ever happened. And I woke up the next morning, and you know, comforters were heavy. So I am, like, stuck in this position. I'm like, why are my blankets so heavy? And Haley was like, you took my blanket last night. You literally asked for it. And I was like, I don't recall. I had no recollection of it. So started off. That's how you make a friendship. Yeah, I know. It, it makes a good story now, but I bet I freaked her out when we first <laughs> roomed together. And I don't think anyone wanted to room with me because they were like, is she gonna steal my cover like what is she gonna do when we room together but guys i haven't done that any other time it was just a one-time thing so do you have any problems with that in the dorms sharing a room with somebody no not at all that's crazy and it was so weird i don't know why did you have a history of sleep talking or sleepwalking yes okay yes me and my older brother wyatt we both you both do it yeah well it's tough it happens to the best of us right i know it happens yeah (laughs) all right so i've been told that when People ask you to grab something. 
you do something to them. <laughs> I do. Okay. So, I, I need I need explanation on that. Okay. Kind of like the hangman situation a little bit. It's going to sound bad, but guys, it's so funny. Like, you have to try it out. If Krigger right now were to ask me, like, hey, will you hand me that pen? I'd be like, when's my birthday? And if you don't answer it right, you're not getting the pen. I will ask people when my birthday is, what my favorite color is, like, what my dog's name is. And if you don't know it, like, sorry, I'm not doing it. And I don't know why I just started randomly doing that. And I just, it is so funny to see the look on people's faces when they're like, uh, because you catch them off guard. Do you just do that to people you don't know? No, I definitely do it to like Aaron and my roommates and my teammates. I haven't done it to Coach Mott yet. I'll definitely have to do it to Coach Mott. I'm going to need an update on how that goes. She'll be like, hand me a ball and I'll be like, when's my birthday? And she's going to be stuck. <laughs> she's going to, she's not going to know what to she, do. No, she won't. I'm like, Coach, if you're listening, you better learn my birthday really quick. Her birthday, her favorite color, her yeah, dog's name. March 25th, and my favorite color is lilac. So Lilac? Yeah. Wow. It is. <laughs> All right, so when I ask everybody what I should talk to you about on the PCAST, the okay. one thing every single person said okay. was to ask you about being a redhead. I was told it's a personality oh, trait of yours. my gosh. I, I don't know how to phrase that as a question, so do you have anything to say? Um, we just always... I even refer to myself just a six foot ginger, six foot ginger everywhere I go. So like if someone doesn't see me in like a crowded room, I'll be like, I'm literally a six foot ginger. Like, how could you miss me? I have flaming orange hair. So we just all kind of make a joke out of it. And I promise I take none of it personal because I really do have flaming orange hair and I am six feet tall. Like why? You know what I mean? I think it's just a good laugh for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Everybody said to ask you about it. So yes. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't leave it out. <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to head back into sports and Austin P more here. Okay. Is there anything you do to like get away from your sport and clear your mind? I know last year you, we talked about how you kind of got away from it and learned how to be more than just a volleyball player, but yeah. is there anything you do now? Um, like how do you relax to get away from volleyball? I would say definitely just like hanging out with my roommates and my friends here. Um, I journal, which I think helps a lot too, especially if I'm struggling in my sport. But it's important to get away and kind of it is and clear your mind because me and Max were talking about it last night when I was getting this ready. You have to be more than an athlete. You have to be a student yeah. athlete and you have to get away. Yes. So on the student terms, you're a criminal justice major. How did you get into that, and what is your interest there? So my mom actually works in the courthouse. Um, I have two cousins that are police officers, and one is also on the SWAT team. So that has always kind of interested me. Also, Criminal Minds, all those types of shows I've always watched. So growing up, I've kind of always seen that side of it. And also, there's just so much going on right now with the criminal justice system and like the public, and I want to be able to help, you know? So I'm going to school for that, and I want to be a probation officer. Okay. So that's my plan as of right now. That might change. It can change. I, you never know. I was going to be a history teacher until my senior year. Look at you. Hey, look oh at me. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So last question before we get into our rapid-fire questions. Okay. Why Austin P? Um, I think Mimi and Chloe definitely had a lot to do with it. Like I said, kind of that home away from home. Um, Travis is actually the one who recruited me and. Everybody loves Travis. Everybody knows that. He's just so easy to get along with and to talk to. And I think Coach Mott is too, and especially, I don't, Chandler, I know he left, but he's the same way. They all were just so nice and so welcoming. And, yeah, just on my visit, I just felt like I was at home. So. All right, we're going to get into some rapid-fire questions here to Let's wrap this up. All right, I'll, I'll ask the question. You just give me your answer. Just okay. what's your favorite word or saying? Um, go crazy. Go crazy. What's the last book you read for fun? Oh my gosh. Um, it was called, oh, what was it called? I forget what it was called. Oh. Oh, Skin and Bones. It's really good. Okay. What is your worst habit? Um, sometimes when I get excited, I interrupt people. <laughs> and I know that's so terrible and I'm so sorry I'm working on it, but yeah. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Probably not with my herniated disc, but okay. before I think I could. You think I think I could. None of my friends think I can. <laughs> I this this question's really in here for us to solve a uh, argument we've been having for years. I think you could. Okay. I believe in you one hundred percent. That's what I needed to hear. Yes. All right. What is one rule in any sport that you would like to change or add and why? Um you know, I don't know. 
that's a hard one. That's a hard one to just put me on the spot with. <laughs> There's no rules in volleyball. You just you just know really hate. If there was one rule, I would say take out the double. Like for setters, like when you use your hands, like doubling the ball. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you're like yeah. saying? Okay, no, yeah. Me. I would love to take that out. Because it does not, does it not affect the game? No, it, I don't think it affects the game at all. And sometimes it's a it's just if you like pretty hit, good place set, and if they double it, like a hit what is it like it. you touch it with your hands at this different times? Yeah, you kind of touch your hands. So I like mean, it's you a, touch, sorry, go ahead. No, <laughs> I want you to you need to explain it. I don't know the rule. Okay, so yeah, you touch the ball with your hands at different times, and the ball just comes out spinning. You just want to get rid of that because it doesn't affect it. No, it doesn't affect it at all. If the hitter can still hit the ball, I think it should be fine. Perfect. Good answer. <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use? Ooh, uh, TikTok probably. I feel like that's a pretty that, common yeah, answer. TikTok. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, I gave my boyfriend a candle. Oh, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of candle? Uh, it was one from Target. And what what I scent? It, um, whiskey and oak. Oh, that's a good smell. It was a really good smell. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you love? Oh my gosh, Mr. Saxo Beat. I love that song. I don't care. Mr. Saxo Beat? Saxo Beat. <laughs> have oh, you never heard no, it? No, I have not. Um, I'll show you that. I'll show you after PCAST. <laughs> it's really good. If you could go to any concert, whose would it be? George Strait. George Strait. Yes. Good answer. What's one place in the world you want to um, visit the most? Uh, I really want to go to Greece or Fiji. Greece or Fiji? Yeah. Okay, very different into the spectrum. Yeah, um, I think they're both so pretty, though. They are. What is going on? I, there is much yelling. I know. Coming from Gerald's office, right? Oh, Scotty Walden is in the house. Scotty oh, Walden has Scotty entered. Scotty Walden, okay. He has entered the building, and <laughs> he brings all of the energy. All of it. We'll try and power through here on the okay. podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right, if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be and why? Any three people ever. Any three people ever. George Strait, because... Oh my gosh, Dolly Parton just watched a documentary on her, but okay. love to have her. And Shakira. Very musical group. Yeah, I love music. Okay. So good answer. You <laughs> might have them sing for you at dinner too. Of course. Perfect. Every single one. Who or what inspires you? Um, I would say my high school coach, Coach Bloom. She was just a great person and a great volleyball coach and she really knew how to draw the best out of people. So what advice would you give your younger self? Um Oh my God, that's so hard. That's a good that's question. That's a hard rapid fire one. That's the last one. I would probably say mm, to go out of my comfort zone a little more. That's a good answer. You know, I think you learn a lot when you're uncomfortable. So. All right. Last thing that. for you. Okay. You get that. Or excuse me. Actually, Carlos Piaz has a question first. Okay. And I promise I wrote my questions before I listened to his question because it's almost the exact same as oh. one of mine. He said... <laughs> If you were to have the opportunity to travel anywhere in the world and never come back, where would you go? I'll switch it up. I'll think of something different. Okay. You could use one for each answer, too. Um, I don't know. I think Sweden would be pretty cool. I think Sweden would be a good place to go. Just yeah, never come and back. And never come back. Yeah. Like, to live in Sweden. I would yeah, do that. Yeah. I think you're right. All right. Now you get to ask our next guest a question. Um, I think that's going to be what is one food you could never go without? One food you could never go without. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you for your time. Best thank of so luck this weekend. I'm you. glad we got through this first interview without Colby together. <laughs> I know, same. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous. Thank you again. We'll be right back with you guys. Once again, thank you to Tegan Searing for her time. Uh, it's a busy time for her with volleyball having another home doubleheader this week against SIUE. But before we get to Austin P Sports, look, it's already October, Alex. It sure is. Pumpkin spice lattes are just around the corner, and I am. <laughs> are you a big pumpkin spice guy? No, I'm not. Not in the least bit. Do you drink coffee? I drink coffee black. That's Fruit. the only way that I'll drink coffee. Okay, I'm with you there. Um, before we get to Austin P, let's talk about the best sports performance of the weekend last week. The United States just dominated the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits, 19-9. to 
the biggest win and the biggest point total in Ryder Cup history. It was inc- I didn't get to watch all of it because I was working a lot, but boy, that was fun when I went home and finally got to watch it. And that team is just loaded with young guys. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa. I mean, you've got a core of Ryder Cup players there that can just carry this thing for a long time. And then you had Dustin Johnson, the old guy, at like 37. He went 5-0. and um, It was good to see because I'm used to us just getting steamrolled by Europe in that event. So it was it was very fun to watch. A lot of sports going on right now, too. It really is. I mean, just about everything is going on. And you got the NFL, college football, baseball playoffs, the Reds' monumental collapse. Um, the only way to describe the Reds this season is a failure. It's a failure on the ownership, not the players. They did nothing wrong. They did everything they could. The ownership, the management, just a failure. They should have made the playoffs. They did nothing at the trade deadline, and now they have collapsed and been caught by the Cardinals who cannot lose, and it is a failure. That is the only way to describe it. Well, pack up your bags or get ready for next year. Well, it won't be better next year. They're going to trade everybody. Uh, you had a good NFL weekend. The Titans beat the Colts. I was sure very I mean, Congrats. You beat our quarterback with two ankle sprains. I hope you feel good. I really do. Loved it. Great time. King Henry, King Henry had a great what weekend. What is it? The f- only like the third time the Titans have beat the Colts in Nashville since like 2002. That's fine, but we won. You That's beat us. Matters. You lost to Jacoby Brissett there. Um, Don't remind me. Let's get into Austin P Sports now. Let's. Women's tennis, they are back in action, and boy, they're busy. Yes, yes, they are. Women's tennis is going to head to the Central Arkansas Fall Tournament on, this, on, on Friday to Sunday in Conway, Arkansas. Don't quite know exactly what the field's going to look like yet, but last time the Govs went to Conway for a fall tournament, we, ha- we won two of the five singles flights. Okay. And I, think, I think we might be able to do that again, honestly. You think we're good? And what about doubles? Are we going to play? How's our doubles team looking? I don't know exactly what the doubles you teams don't know are going to look like. Hey, it. This, hey, this is the time to figure it out. It is. Because, I mean, you look, um, Daniel Morris wasn't at the. A lot of pair people lost their doubles partner from last year. Like Two of the three t- pairings lost their partners from last year for the Guffs. They did. And, I mean, I'm looking to see, is Daniel Morris going to play with Yana? Is, Dan- is Danny going to play with Hanukkah? Um, what's it going to look like, really? But, I mean. What's I, the only, we, had one, we have one pairing return. It was. Um, Alex and Yana. Alex and Yana, yep. They were the twos last year. That's the only one returning, but. Obviously, you could see a shake-up there. Probably will see a shake-up in the I think, fall. I think we will. It's good to experiment and figure out what you got going for you in the fall. After that, they're going to play in the All-American ITA Championships from Monday to Sunday in Charleston. That's quite a trip. It really is. One day later. What You got any information on that? Or are they just? I, I honestly don't yet. Because okay. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out a couple things about the Central Arkansas, but then. All right. You know. Well, the de- they're going to go, I guess, from Conway to Charleston. I'm sure that's a direct flight. Oh, definitely. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got that one on the docket. Let's head to things a little closer to home. The soccer team's going to go to Belmont on Thursday night. Still looking for their first OVC win. Belmont is always a tough team in this conference. Uh, they're always good at soccer. I feel like we've gone to Belmont in like three straight years in soccer because mm-hmm. they redid the schedule a couple years ago, and then last year with the COVID schedule got redid. Right. So I feel like we're making like our third straight. I don't think I've ever seen Belmont play at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field since I've been working here. I don't think I ever have since I've been a student here. Perfect. So we're on the same page there. Um, it's it's one you would love to get your first OVC win up there. I don't. We haven't won the past couple years up there, so it'd be a big one, big one to get and come home and get ready for. Uh, and they go to Morehead State next week, so you're not coming home yet. Uh, not yet. But, yeah, it'll be a good big OVC win because that's a rival because it's a, just a close proximity team. So okay. Take on the Bruins. Busy weekend at Austin P. right here on campus. Uh, volleyball is going to do a doubleheader against SIUE. They play at 6 o'clock Friday night, 11 a.m. Saturday. And on, I believe, Friday, they're going to retire. Saturday. No, it's gonna be Saturday. I'm wrong. Listen to Alex. He knows more than me. On Saturday, we're going to retire Isabel Canedo Reagan's jersey before the Saturday match. Uh, Alex, what do you got for volleyball this weekend? Whew. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great pair of matches. Honestly, um, Austin P and SIUE. Uh, it's been since the 2019 season that we've faced the Cougars. And overall, I mean, you look at the series history. We're leading 15 to nine all time coming into the 25th. Uh, we've won our. We've won the last six against SIUE. And, you know, coming off that, those wins against Moorhead State, we're on a hot streak. Listen, so, I'm always putting my money on T-Mott in conference play. Definitely. The mid, they're going to have a midweek match, too, against uh, future A-Sun foe Bellarmine. Uh, they're going to go up to Louisville, right? Yep, they're going to go up to Louisville. Going to go up to Louisville, see what, the see what Bellarmine's about, get used to that A-Sun travel a little bit. Uh, always good to pick up those non-conference wins. They help if you win the conference in seating, obviously. Uh, also at home this week, big football game against Tennessee State. 
Uh, always just a huge weekend when Tennessee State comes to town. The crowd's going to be huge. Oh, it is. They always bring – they always fill their side. We'll fill our side. 7 o'clock game at Forterra Stadium. I'm expecting just a madhouse. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a sellout. I think everybody in Clarksville and Nashville and just really the surrounding area is going to come down. Because, I mean, you look at Austin P football – doing pretty good i mean you know coming off that loss to there's so many reasons to come to this game you could come see eddie george coach exactly. that's a heisman winner and it an is. nfl player for the titans a lot of people around here like the titans i'm sure they'd love to see eddie and and you want to look at a couple of the coaches that are on his staff hugh jackson yeah jeff fisher's on his staff I, listen i want to see them i want to talk to the mustache i do too i want to ask him the secret to going 500 <laughs> no it's it's seven and nine Seven and nine eight and eight jeff fisher is the king of going 500 and i need to know his secrets do you have anybody in mind that's going to help the Govs bounce back this weekend? Who's your pick? Who's your Ooh. pick? I think if the, Gov, if the Govs are going to come out here against TSU and just run the table, I think they're going to have to run. I mean, I think that this one's going to come down to us being able to run the ball. You look at Eastern Kentucky uh, last week, a little bit unbalanced. You know, I think we threw the ball 55 times, ran it 36. Um, one thing that Coach Walden's always talked about is he, he wants to be balanced in the run in the pass game. But I think this week, I think we're going to come out we're going to run the ball. TSU this year, they've been pretty good against the pass. Top three in the OVC and pass defense. So I think – give me Ahmad Tanner this week. Oh, you've almost read my mind. I was going to say the offensive line is my pick to help lead the Govs bounce back. Bucky Williams and the boys are just going to go hit some people. Yes, they can't they be very happy after a loss. And I am very excited to see them just get out there and move the line of scrimmage and get holes opened up for Ahmad. And like you said – I think the Govs are favorites in this game. I think that's clear from their record, from their ranking, from everything going into this. And the best way to establish yourself as the best team in the game is to run the football. You run the football, it opens up passing lanes. And you said Tennessee State's good in pass coverage. you got to get them out of that. So you can run the ball first, and then you can take the top off and throw it deep. There we go. Also, we're going to retire um, Bob Bible and one other name who's now I can't remember. Um Jeez, I, um, I'm looking it up. I, I can't Alex remember. Alex is looking up. We're retiring two football jerseys, and I feel Jay, like Jay Bailey. Jay Bailey How and Bob Bible. Yeah, uh, my apologies to Jay Bailey. We're going to retire Jay Bailey and Bob Bible's numbers before that game against Tennessee State. So just another reason to come pack for Terra Stadium. There's only five of these home games this year. This is number two. Right. Don't miss your chance. No, because it's, it's a good football team, and this is one of this is the only night game you're going to get. It is. So you should be there. Uh, Sunday, a little. Over at uh, Kathy Maynard Park, the softball team is going to play their first fall games of the season. They're going to play John A. Logan. Uh, it's a good chance to just see what you've got. Exactly. I feel like you can run a lot of different people out there. You're not worried about the outcome. I mean, you want to win, but you're not going to be as worried about the outcome. Cassie Stanfield's got a whole new staff, too. She does. I mean, that's... It's a whole new staff, a lot of new players, and you can all... This is the time to adjust, get used to each other, get in the flow of things, get the swing right and just get into it in the spring. But uh, these fall games are important. It is. Let's, let's see what Team 37 is made of. You get tired of facing your own pitchers in the fall, I imagine, so I'm sure it's a nice break. Or if you haven't faced your pitchers yet, it'll give you – you don't have to start facing them as soon, mm -hmm. and I'm sure everybody will be thrilled about that. Men's golf, they're getting right back in action too. They're going to go to UT Martin's Grover Page Classic. Um, UT Martin is hosting a golf tournament in Jackson, Tennessee. Sure. Uh, Adam Van Raden, Micah Nicely, Chase Cordy. Could be a solid trio. Could help this team get a long way. They all played good this weekend. You're looking for a fourth, obviously, because you need the fourth for the score. Having two more, having a fourth and fifth that can both kind of contribute, that would be nice. But I think you've got a solid trio to start with, and you just need to build off that. The women's team as well, it's kind of the same for them. The difference in their trio, the, the men's are senior, senior, and, se and fifth-year senior. The women are freshman, freshman, sophomore that led the okay. way last weekend with Erica Scott, Kayla Campbell, and Katie Foshock. Like I said, you want to have those three kind of lead the way, get things going early, and then you've got – you know who the next two are on that team. It's Shelby Darnell and Riley Cooper, two – a redshirt junior and a fifth-year senior. Yep. And those two can just provide you solid scores in the back. If those freshmen can keep doing what they've been doing, that team's a force to be reckoned with in the OVC. And they're going to be back in action at the Butler Fall Invitational next week. We're right in the swing of things with the fall semester, so I'm sure there is a lot of good to be done in the community. You should see Katie Etheridge and Riley Flinch for all your community service opportunities. I'm sure they have all the opportunities for you, and the community would sure love you out there. And we would love to see you out there being the Total Gov concept. Yes, we would. Alex, how can people stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram? 
and social media. You can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or find us on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. There it is, his first one. We'll I, have to get him on the mic one day. I will. I, I had to pull out the Casey since we'll, I'm uh, the, the guest um, host, the co-host. We'll have to get him on the PA here soon. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yep, he's going to do it. Uh, but also, shout out to everybody that's been putting in so much work on the social medias. Robin, Carter. Our f- person, our friend, maybe. Eric. Eric. Eric's there. He does stuff. Eric the good fella, or the fella. Don't, I don't know about good. Let's go P.com for dates, news, stories. Cody Bush, Alex Allard, and myself. We've got all the information you can use to find out about Austin P. Go check out schedules. Get in the game. How are you going to get in the game? Tickets. You're going to need tickets. How do you get tickets? Our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Apparently, at Colby's new job, they say you're supposed to answer your phone within the first three rings. Three rings. Three rings. Hmm. What a disgrace. Two-ring John laughs at you. Because let me tell you, if you call the Austin P. ticket office, Johnny Mitchell's on the phone. He's getting you in the first two rings. He's going to sell you football single-game tickets. Tennessee State this weekend. Homecoming against SEMO. Eastern Illinois, Tennessee Tech. You need to be at Fortera Stadium. You only got four chances left, so you should get the tickets and be there. Also, be on the lookout for basketball tip times and season tickets. They're coming soon. Uh-oh, right around the corner. It's almost shooty hoop season. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, or directly on our website at letsgop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast. We would love five stars. All five stars. Five stars. Want to suggest a guest or new co-host? Let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Let me know how much better I am at hosting this podcast than Colby Wilson. Tweet at us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out JLo's dad. Shout out Steve Willard. Shout out Bud Jenkins. Shout out to Dustin Johnson for going 5-0 at the Ryder Cup. Talk to you in a couple weeks. So long, everybody. We were all down at Margie's bar Telling stories if we had one Someone fired the old jukebox up The song it sure was a sad one Teardrop rolled down Bubba's nose From the pain the song was inflicting And all at once he jumped to his feet Just like somebody kicked him Bubba shot the jukebox last night He said it played a sad song It made him cry Went to his truck and got a 45